Silence! It's time! It's time! It's time for another episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Can you dig it, sucker? Grab a sense pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a sense pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a sense pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. 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 Rosetta Stone. <laughs> I've been humping my body pillow for five days now, and now it can stand up on its own. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm doing all right, Tyler. Went through a big old binge of watching stuff on YouTube while after work. You know, it's been sort of the routine I've been having for the past few weeks because, well, I need something better to do once I get off of work besides, uh, you know, not doing anything. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've just been watching a bunch of old like Filthy Frank videos, so it's it's definitely been fun. Yeah, they're they're pretty fun. Gables uh, uh, showed me these videos uh, before we start recording. That's uh, pretty fucking fun. One was the one was like uh, pickup lines in Japanese one hundred and one was yep. pretty good. What was the other one we watched? Weeaboos. Weeaboos. Yeah, just look up just W E E A B O O S. It's like eleven minutes long, but it's worth it. That yeah, was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Otherwise, gaming so far this week, well, for the last week, I didn't really do too much of. Other than, uh, other than like, say, working and everything else, I haven't played hardly anything this week. That's a, pretty much a forewarning for those that are expecting me to talk about what I've been playing. But uh, other than that, though, been working, been watching stuff. Yeah, it's been pretty relaxing and peaceful. Nice. How about you, Tyler? I'm doing okay, you know. Uh, about the same on the uh, gaming part. Just been busy over the last four or five days, so I've been playing more Ghosts, but uh, maybe only like f- maybe another four hours. So I probably put about eight nine hours in all together for that. But uh, I'll get more than that in a little bit. I do want to, oh, something exciting to announce. Um, people have listened to us uh, for a while now, or just heard us talking about him, Justin, uh, who recorded with us for a couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. It's been been a few years since he's been on, but. Him and his uh, wonderful fiance Ashley had a baby on Friday. Um, Aw, there you go. Yep, her name is Ellie Lucille Rose Delancey. Um, nice. So it's funny he now has three girls. Uh, <laughs> so I told him because it's funny because he's got two brothers and like we always used to joke around and torture his mom and we still torture his mom pretty much to this day. Um, <laughs> and I'm like I told him like this is this has got to be payback <laughs> for for real on on the uh, on on you know just everything. So knowing my luck if. Courtney and I are kids. It's uh, it's probably gonna be a girl. We're all gonna be cursed to girls um, for payback for what he's done to his, his mother <laughs> over the last twenty something years. But uh, just want to give a big congratulations out there to Justin and Ashley. Um, kind of a big surprise. It's kind of cool because they didn't actually know if she was a boy or a girl or not until she was born. So, oh wow, yeah, that was pretty exciting. That was pretty cool. Um, so a nice little surprise for them. Um, but uh, yeah, no, congratulations again, Justin. Uh, Hope you're listening. Yeah, big old congrats, man. Yep, they're home now. Uh, I know that. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see. She's a beautiful little girl. Um, nice. Yeah. Um, I don't. 
other than that, I think it's just, you know, been a normal week of, uh, you know, trying to stay safe, you know, being, wear a mask when we go out in public. I did order, um, you know, there's the extra, extra life has that, um, merch store now, um, where you can actually buy like t-shirts and stuff like that. Um, let me see if I can find what the link is. Cause I want to, it's just merch.extra-life.org is where you go to. Right. And they got a bunch of, you know, cool t-shirts and, uh, stuff on there, but they now have, um, uh, mask you can buy so i oh, cool. yeah so i ordered two of those i got there's like a charcoal gray and like a it's like a sky blue one like they're the blue they normally have and all their other stuff um so i ordered one of each of those so i gave courtney the black one and i have the uh, blue one but there's a lot of cool stuff on there it's a, it's a little pricey unfortunately and the and the and the uh, shipping is a little pricey as well and it's been a little sp- sporadic to be honest i got one i ordered three uh, two shirts and a like they have like these uh like pajama pants like at the, s- the same time, like in early April, and I got the uh, other two stuff. I got two. I got one shirt and the and the. Uh, they're called joggers. I'm sorry. I thought they were pajama pants. The joggers. They're very. They're very tight. Um, but um, I got those in like two weeks, and then I didn't get my other shirt until like three weeks ago. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, um, am I gonna get this shirt? But anyways, no. It's it's cool. Um, I mean, I got these. I you know it's, that was when the, that was literally like the week it opened up. I bought those so. Um, but I mean, I ordered these masks like a week, week and a half ago and I got them. So it seems like it's doing pretty good now, but they got coffee mugs. Um, they got some stickers. They got a, a bag hoodies. Um, they have even have a, a, a pride, uh, t-shirt and stuff on there too. So, so a lot of cool stuff on there. So if you're interested in, in supporting them, all the money they make obviously goes back to the charity, which is awesome. Uh, and I swear, um, I, I need to get a, a, a closet just for all for my extra life t-shirts because it's getting insane. I think right. I, I'm like up to like a dozen of them now. Um, oh, damn. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get the one every year for getting the $200. I think I got like seven or eight of those, and I've bought three more since then. So, yeah, I'm like, I'm like 10 or 11 of those deep. But um, And I got a kind of funny one last year too, two years ago. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to point that out. Check those out. I mean, they're it's actually really nice. They're comfortable. Like, I've bought a handful of masks over the last few months at, like, stores, and they're a different quality. Like, I swear to God, one of them we bought was at this Asian store we went to. Like, we get, we get like, because Gordon loves to make, like, rice, steamed rice. And uh-huh. we bought one there, and it was, like, two bucks. It's literally uh, two rubber bands, and I'm pretty sure what is a cutout cup of a bra. <laughs> And I'm not kidding. That's, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. A very uncomfortable. Hurts my face. Hurts my ears. Um, so yeah, I was pretty happy. There, it was like 15 bucks, but it was definitely worth it. I mean, a because it's more extra life stuff, but b it's actually very comfortable and works really well. And it's one of the ones because like you know I wear glasses, so like most of the ones you buy like they're not tight enough around my face, or like when every time I exhale, like my gla- my glasses fog up. So this one's actually tight enough where it doesn't like fog up around my face. So that's cool. Um, oh yeah, those are always so nice. Yeah, yeah, because like the like there's those ones like the disposable ones they always give you like the doctors wear and stuff. Those ones, yeah, I I've worn a lot of those and stuff, and I hate them because that's the same. Like I understand they're like one size or you know one one size fits all kind of thing, but yeah, they're they don't work well for me. But um, anyways, um, yeah, I guess um, what's do you want to do the new stuff first? We'll just do the new stuff first, Gables. Yep. Let's just do that. Um, so we're going to start off, I think, we'll, we'll go in chronological order of the big showcases that we got. We're going to start off with what Gables, I think we might have, 
uh, got our hopes up a little bit too much when we got, when we heard the news live yeah, about a I Nintendo think we Direct. Misinterpreted what they actually meant by so, that. So, <laughs> I, I, yeah, like so we knew okay, it's partners, but we were thinking like okay, well they've hired Sega and Platinum to do this and blah blah blah, blah. and they give they said they're going to talk about games they've already uh, they're going to give more details in games that have already been announced. I'm like okay, so that means Breath of the Wild two might be there. No, there was no, there was none of that gables. Uh, it was only like eight minutes long. They said it was about ten minutes. Um, but usually when I say it's like it's about 10 minutes it's more like 12 minutes kind of thing so I was thinking nah it's actually two minutes shorter um, so the big stuff that came out of it was um, it ended with uh, Shimigami, Shimigami Tensei 5 um, is uh, coming to the Nintendo Switch it's going to be releasing it's going to be simultaneously global launch I believe the first one ever, ever at, for Atlas um, on, in 2021 uh, Shimigami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster um it's it's uh 17 years since the original release um it's been it's called shimigami tensai nocturne here uh in the united states but it's coming this spring as well i believe it's coming in october to japan and then in spring 2021 to america um and then rogue company was announced which that was one of the new things we did hear about because they like live on the show last week um they like retweeted the the direct news so we knew they were gonna talk about it but it's a it's a i think it's a free-to-play online shooter game um it went into beta earlier in the week uh i believe on pc so now it's coming it's out and i believe it's out now on switch um 2k battlegrounds was talked about uh that's coming summer 18th but we already knew all that uh and then we got it started off with uh cadence of hyrule is getting a season pass um it's gonna have three p uh three paid dlc packs um one i believe already uh, came out um that day uh i think it's like uh, yeah, fifteen bucks for all of it. Um, you can, on on October twenty third, you can buy a thing that comes all the what comes with the game and all the content for forty bucks. Um, but the uh, first pack uh, is called is a character pack. It comes with five additional characters to join the game, uh, including Impa, um, uh, Aria, um, and what? Don't okay. I'm reading off a thing here, and it's only it only Skull it's like, Kid. Skull Kid's one of them, but it's like I'm reading off the thing here, and it literally only gave me two. Like it has five characters. It has uh, Impa and Arya, and then it stopped. <laughs> that was all of it was. It moved on <laughs> pack two. Sorry guys, uh, I was like I thought like usually I go to these guys and like they for like the direct news and they do a good job breaking everything down, but they did not in this case. Uh, but pack two comes with um, is the melody pack comes with 39 new songs. And then pack three is additional story content. So that's probably the one that you really want. That one includes uh, Skull Kid and a new map. Um, and also has new songs and a, a new story. So that's like kind of the way things go. It sounds like with like Nintendo um, DLC was like they'll do like two parts. And it's like the first one's just kind of extra content bullshit. But the second one's the one you really want to play. Um, but you have to buy the whole thing to get the thing you want. Um, but yeah, I don't know, Gables. I watch this. I literally, so I work nights. So I, um, I stay up fairly late and then, you know, wake up around 11 o'clock noon every day. This was, I believe at eight o'clock my time. So, um, I got up early for this one. Didn't go to bed till like three or four in the morning. Um, and then got up, uh, at like seven fifty-five to get up and watch this. And even woke up Courtney on accident getting to go watch this. And I, wa- I watched it and I was fucking furious. Um, <laughs> and I couldn't go back to sleep cause I was so fucking mad. Uh, <laughs> Because normally I don't get up for him, but I, I, I like. <laughs> Shut up, Gables. <laughs> okay, continue. Uh, but uh, anyway, <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, I mean, I'd be laughing at you if it was you that did this. But um, 
yeah, I, like, I was so excited for this. And like, I'm like, oh, man, we finally got to direct. And obviously, we hyped it up in our heads. Like, we knew not to do it, but we did it anyways. Like, you can hear us on, as I was editing it, I can hear us on the air. Like, like no, don't do not do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And we're, we're like telling ourselves not to do it. Don't get pumped for this. Keep keep it in check. They're even trying to tell you to stay, keep it in check. And we didn't do it. We broke, we talked ourselves into it like, like everybody else does. And uh, we, we were heartbroken. But uh, I don't know, Gables. I mean, you're you're. I think you're probably more in the Shimigami stuff. But what did you think of this whole direct? To be perfectly honest with you, I I was actually kind of uh, I was kind of actually kind of interested in the inclusion of say WWE Battlegrounds being inside there. That I had no business to be freaking showcased there again. And it was like almost the exact same fucking trailer that we have seen before yeah. in regards to other in regards to like other stuff. You know that. Let's see the announcement of Rogue Company. You know. That's fine. It's a free-to-play game. It's everywhere else. So it coming on the Switch is no big surprise since uh, the Switch is a very popular place for free-to-play games now. The Cadence of Hyrule DLC stuff looked fairly interesting. I was not expecting the little mini-direct to begin with Cadence of Hyrule DLC talk. I mean, that was cool. But I'll tell you what. The best thing I felt in that entire mini-direct was the news of Simigami Tensai. And not just... And not just like Simigami Tensei 5, but what totally took me by surprise is the remake of Simigami Tensei 3. This this is a PS2 classic, quintessentially, from way back around the early to, I believe, close to the mid-2000s. This is a game that's fairly hard. I remember, I remember that series, the Simigami Tensei series. It's known to being pretty damn hard for a Japanese RPG. And that's because of very oh man there's like a whole bunch of like strategic elements that are go inside of uh, recruiting demons to your side and then all of a sudden using various other various other methods and stuff to progress certain places <laughs> but uh what i'm mostly referring to is some of my time when i played simigami tensai 4 on the 3ds and man that game was fucking brutal but uh i'm very excited that that game Tensai 3, you know, Simigami Tensai 3 is coming to Switch. It'll be out next year, obviously, because it's it's that weird type of release schedule where the Japan for the Japanese uh, audience gets the game first, and then months down the line, America gets the port of it. What's also interesting is like the trailer for Simigami Tensai 5. We actually got some little bit more information upon it in terms of the story elements, not so much of how the gameplay is going to work in this game, or what you're going to do for the various gimmick for this. However, it's fairly interesting to see that the topic of the story kind of remains much the same in regards to like a post-apocalyptic sort of setting. Because previous games in the series have dealt with some bits of it. However, I've never fully compl- I've never actually fully beaten a game in that series. I'm more or less... I'm more or less a fan, and I've played through the spin-off series of Simigami Tensai, that being the Persona series. That I'm a little bit more familiar with in terms of some of the monsters, in terms of the, some of the stuff. And honestly, you could see some monsters inside the Simigami Tensai 3 Nocturnes gameplay things, where I was actually recognizing certain ge- like certain demons in regards to that. I was like, oh, okay, there's some familiar character stuff that I've seen before. But yes, the best... Inside of that mini direct was the news of the Simigami Tensai games. 
which you know what? I have to admit, yeah, both of us had high expectations come last week in regards to the whole Mini Direct. I felt that the Mini Direct in and of itself appealed to a niche audience. However, in regards to the overall quality, I didn't think it was bad, per se. I thought it was alright, but definitely not worth the entire hate where people going on to freaking Metacritic and bombing every single game in the freaking Semigami Tensai series. I mean, have you seen this? It's like uh, I, I heard as soon as the, about this, yeah. as soon as that announcement was made in the mini direct, all these unhappy Nintendo fans, some a lot of the toxic fans, went on the Metacritic, and every single game in the Simigami Tensai series—not the Persona, but the original series from old games in the DS, the 3DS, the PS2—they went and review bombed it, and so it's like they're down to like maybe. A rating of 2.3 or 2 or 3.0 or some sort of shit. Man, I will never understand. I will never understand how some fans of video games can react so negatively and think, Oh, <laughs> I'm going to review bomb this game as out of retaliation because it's something that I didn't want to play. Well, a newsflash for you. Nintendo is a gaming company. They have many IPs. They have many games. And who gives a fuck if your game did not get announced during this freaking <laughs> little direct? I mean, seriously. But I thought it was okay, Tyler. It wasn't nearly as big of a thing that I thought it was. But at the same time, I got a lot of good things to look forward to. Both of the Simigami Tensai games and the Cadence of Hyrule stuff is starting to appeal to me now to where maybe I want to invest in the game when it releases physically come, hmm. I believe, this October with the DLC. Yeah. Um, I played Kane. I remember I bought Kane's so I rolled um, like on launch last last year, and it's like I, I think it's good for what it is. It's just that's not my cup of tea kind of thing, or maybe it's just one of those things you got to be in the mood for. Um, but yeah, I I I have no respect towards that game. It just wasn't for me. But um, yeah. I don't know, like I said, I was pretty pissed off about it. But that's you know, like I said, it was more my fault. I knew like I shouldn't have got excited for it, but I did. Um, but it, it's just I mean it's whatever. It's I mean they have those these directs like this, but. This definitely felt like, and this is a lot of people have said that it's like, it felt like they had like a deal with all of these games that they were gonna like put it in a direct at some point for them as like a part of like a marketing thing, and they like, like this would have been like the middle section of like your E three direct or any other direct. Like this eight minute chunk would have been, you know, it's a thirty minute direct. That twelve to twenty minute section, this would have been it. You know, I kind of feel like that. The news that we've gotten from Nintendo over the past, what, over the past like, couple months, feel like little chunks of an actual big Nintendo Direct that they were supposed to have come yeah. last June. Well, I'm wondering if you, like, <laughs> it's hard to say even a big Direct, because then you really think all they've been announced outside of, they had the Mini Direct in, was it early March, I want to say? Um, yeah. I mean, other, other than that, we've had the Paper Mario game announced, and we've had a few little things here and there, but yeah, it feels like, yeah, like there was, they just didn't have enough to make one big direct so it's just like all right we'll just do paper mario an announcement we'll just do the pokemon stuff separately um and maybe they want to do that stuff separately because i know that pokemon does that every now and again they do their own separate thing um but yeah so it sounds like they had like all the stuff they had they were con- contractually obligated to do and like all right well we don't have anything to put together to make this big enough so we'll make it its own thing and maybe they'll do their own full-blown thing um next month um for something because i really i don't know man like this is like you know we talk about we talk about a lot and we talk about being like concerned or worried and like 
Like, all right, when's that Mario stuff coming? What else do they got for us this year? What's the big game for, for November for us this year? And it's like, this is the first time, like, we're, it's, at, it's Sunday night when we're recording this. It's the 26th. And it's like, we don't, I mean, knowing our luck, because as things usually go, it's like, we record this and we talk, we do a good chunk, good chunk of time talking about it. And then something happens that morning uh, that totally blows up the whole conversation. I mean, hopefully that's the case. But now that I said something, it's not going to happen. But anyways, um, you know, like, this is the first time where like I'm actually getting growing real concern about the rest of the year for Nintendo. And I know like um, they did like uh, like a conference call and they said that like, Oh, nothing is being delayed because of COVID. But I'm like, okay, nothing. I'm sure nothing they've talked about has been, is being delayed, but I'm sure everything that's like secretly been in development has been delayed. And I'm sure, and I'm sure it has. And there's, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I mean, we've, we've seen all the shit PlayStation's gone through, this year with Ghost and uh, Last of Us, and then um, the ex- the new Xbox console is supposed to be coming out in a couple weeks um, before, and then because of everything going on, it's gotten now the new console is coming out until November. Um, so like they've been affected, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's just like I kind of wish at a certain point they would be upfront and like I mean I think maybe it's just me going nuts because we don't like not knowing kind of thing. But it's like like I you know maybe you had a big blowout for the 35th anniversary of Mario that and it, it can't happen now because of what's going on that's fine but just tell us you know it's like you know if you want if you're doing that Mario All-Stars 2 thing talk about it release it like a trailer or something and say you know 2021 or sometime this year you know I don't I because I think a lot of frustration is growing just from a lack of no, a no, a knowledge at this point and not knowing what's going to happen um, right. I understand that completely why people are frustrated in regards to about in regards to not hearing much Nintendo news upon their first party front or even upon the releases for the rest of the year. I don't believe that they are going to be waiting a long time to announce their next big thing only because I kind of feel like with August coming up and September coming up, Nintendo normally has usually some big games that are supposed to be scheduled towards like that autumn sort of peak yeah you know from the september to the october period if we're going to be hearing something major in regards to it it may be in the next couple weeks yeah. in my personal opinion yeah the only the only thing i might that might throw it off is the fact that like there's a rumor that the state of play for playstation with more ps5 reveals well the rumor is uh, there was a, the rumors there's going to be a state of play on August 6th, and the assumption that it's going to be about the, like the blowout for the PS5. We'll get a date, a price, and some more games. Interesting, because um, both both companies, Xbox and um, uh, so, uh, PlayStation, have uh, events planned for uh, August. PlayStation has confirmed it, but it's through leaks and rumors. It's bound to happen. Xbox has outright said they're going to have another event in August. Xbox, it's, the assumption is, is that they're going to show off the um, Initiative's new game. Uh, that's supposed to be the Quadruple A studio they created a few years ago. Um, Lockhart will be revealed. We'll get a date and a price for the new consoles. Same with PlayStation. And the talk says they, they've both been holding back games and announcements um, for this event. So um, I'm sure they're going to have that. So I'm wondering if maybe that is throwing off Nintendo. But Nintendo's never been scared to like, as well, as far as like, you know, what they're going to what the plan is. And I, I guess um, I was listening to a podcast and uh, one of the guys was talking about, he was in the business. He was saying that like, uh, like Nintendo told a lot of their, their partners that, you know, they're not going to have a real direct until at August earliest. And this was back in March. So who knows what's changed there. So like you said, yeah, we could, I, we could see something in August, but I, I would say definitely though, like 
I'm at, but I'm at that level where I'm not like, you know, orange right now, like, you know, nuclear disaster kind of shit. But it's like, I feel like in a couple of weeks, if we haven't at least heard something, whether it's leaks or like, I mean, in like good leaks and rumors, like where people are actually talking about, not just the shit you see on Reddit. Um, and you start seeing some details out there or like they say something like if we get to August 10th, we're, we're in two weeks, episode 376, we're talking about. Uh, we're still at the point where we don't know anything. Like that's when I'll start getting to like that status red, status orange level. You know where it's like, I mean, like I mean, I'm, I know they can like announce something and release in a couple months, but it's like you're gonna be fighting for a lot, and and the holidays you get lost very easily in. And you talk about you have two new consoles coming out this year: Cyberpunk, Call of Duty is gonna be out there. We haven't heard the new Call of Duty game. That's a whole other thing too. But Call of Duty's Call of yeah, Duty. Yeah, that's they can, true. They can they fucking release Warzone the day. They announced it, so it's like they can do that. Um, That's very true. Like they literally, they're like, going to be fighting. They are going to be a like, they're going to be battling for a lot of attention in regards to this holiday. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like at a certain point they're going to start getting out there and showing some shit off. But I mean, I can see at the same time they don't want to get buried by the news coming out of this stuff. But I don't know. It's just there's a lot of there's a lot of variables in it, and I'm just, but I'm, I'm like I'm like. Trying to like think of ways positively. Oh, th- maybe this is why. Maybe this is why. But it's like in the back of your head, you're like, you're like, you're like, oh man, like, you know, we already knew like going into this year, like, and this is something like, you know, we've had some, we've always, we've always, we've had a lot of droughts, especially, I mean, for years with Nintendo, going back to the '64. But I mean, especially in the last, just in the last seven, eight years, like we've had a hell of a lot of droughts too, going back to the Wii U stuff. But it always felt like we at least knew a game or two that was coming. Like, we didn't have anything for a long time in the Wii U, but we knew Breath of the Wild was coming. Or we knew Splatoon yes. was coming. Or we knew Smash was coming. Or we knew this was coming. And it's like, for the first time in since really the... 2015. Yeah, really since 2015, we don't know, like, uh, like I mean, probably longer than that, but we, yeah, we don't know what's coming. And, like, that's what's more concerning than anything. It's like, and the only stuff that we know that's coming is there's the Pikmin 3... Uh, deluxe, uh, the deluxe thing, whatever they want to call it, uh, is done and been ready. It was supposed to have already come out by now, but it's like the rumors that are holding it off until just in case something falls through, they can release that, you know, instead and then put in the place of something else, you know, like that's their break glass in case of release kind of thing. But that's not a, a major ordeal. That's a Wii, Wii U essential launch title. Um, and Pikmin's not exactly the biggest franchise. It'll still sell well because it's a Nintendo game on a Switch console. Yeah, it's a Nintendo game. Like you said, it's a Nintendo game on a Switch console, and that version will definitely sell better than the Wii U port. Oh, definitely. But it's just like that's you know what we've been accustomed to, especially the last three years, three and a half years with with the Switch. Like we're, we've been accustomed to big blockbuster games. And that was supposed to be the whole point of like, you know, with them bringing the 3D, like the DS and the the Wii U developers together, is like we're gonna have a lot more games coming out. We've definitely been spoiled, and I'm wondering if like even before yes. COVID. Like we talked about this before, is like, well, they've given us a big burst of games over the last few years. Maybe everybody's like kind of reloading at this point, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe everybody's it reloading. Could very well be the case. At the same time, I'm looking back at the major releases that Nintendo has had this year, and I'm seeing Animal Crossing: New Horizons, and I see Paper Mario: The Origami King, yeah. and there has been a bunch of indie games that have released. Yeah. Even like little. Even, like, ones that are more obscure, this and that, the most notable releases are, like, third-party stuff on other yeah. consoles. So, like, one game that comes to mind is, like, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. That definitely is a good game that I would highly recommend people go through and test, play. But uh, 
fact remains is we don't have too much we don't have like really a lot of confirmation in regards to what is going to be coming out like you were saying at the same time yeah it's we have been spoiled over the past few years with the switch I mean, hell, over the first, like, year and a half and stuff, we got Breath of the Wild, we got Super Mario Odyssey, uh, the port from Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which sold, like, gangbusters and still sells, like, gangbusters. Yeah, like, what, we had had ARMS, Splatoon 2, um, uh, Mario, Zelda, Mario Kart. Even last year, we had had Luigi's Mansion 3, we had, like, the Link to the Link's Awakening, freaking uh, game stuff, and uh, Astral Chain, and these other... Yeah, no, we've definitely, like, I'm not trying to complain about, like, that. Like, it's just, like, but it's, like, they've set a standard over the last few years. Um, yeah, Especially, it's, like, true. we always have, like, oh, we were, like I was saying, even with the Wii U, we always knew it. these that we had this one or two games coming that was going to, like, sell us. Uh, that we were waiting for and look forward to. And it's, like, lately we've had, like, five or six games to, like, look forward to. Yeah. So we wouldn't spoil it. Maybe it's just a case of, uh, well, we're... A lot of, I mean, I know on the internet we're already, a lot of us are spoiled crybabies anyways, but it's, like, in this case, with Nintendo, it's, like, They've overly spoiled us, and they've set an unrealistic standard of what they can and are capable of. And then also on top of that, we had the world is in a pandemic. Um, yeah, I know that's something I've heard like people talk about is like Japan is struggling or was struggling um, because they are very much uh, like, what their culture is about doing things in person. So the whole work from home. Yes. So like for us, like for a lot of com- a lot of companies in like Europe and uh, North America, it's like. It's a little easier to do work from home and stuff like that, especially tech companies. Um, but in Japan, where it's a, it's a big, they're big on doing in-person uh, meetings and stuff like that. It's like it's been a big culture change. It sounds like from from them. Um, but I don't know. Um, I'm not trying to be doom or gloom, but I mean, are, are you? I mean, where where are you at on this whole thing? Like, what's your status? If you could put a color on it, what status you're in? Okay. As far as what status like a red is like is like the worst the worst <laughs> worst case scenario blue is you're you're like you're completely fine you're rolling around in daisies. All right, so I'm trying to think of this color hierarchy here. So you have red, and all of a sudden you have like an orange, and then yellow, and then all of a sudden you have like a, a green, and then a blue, and yeah, then a blue blue being the, the, the bottom. All right, we'll do so. Okay, blue's the bottom. Blue's yeah. the bottom. We'll, okay, one through ten. Ten being the worst. 10, huh? To be perfectly honest with you, I'm at a six right at this moment, and that's because... It's like a salmon color. I'd say salmon. It's probably a six. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, like I'm saying, it's like I'm not predominantly too worried about some things in that regards, but it's a little bit elevated because, for one, it's like what you said. We haven't heard too much of the other first party or other types of game confirmations for the rest of the year. They normally would have it announced by now but with the COVID stuff that's obviously put it at a delay of some form but looking at the potential the possibility that we may get we could end up maybe seeing the switch port for Pikmin 3 maybe Super Mario 3D World maybe No More Heroes 3 will release this year who knows Oh yeah. but uh, it's not say at a red level for me yet However, if it goes to September and we are still not hearing about that shit, yeah, that would definitely cause me concern because they are huge in regards to... The company Nintendo is huge in announcing their games for the holiday, for the beginning of the fall, and then going upwards to like the freaking winter. September, October is usually their big months. November, November is like a hit and miss sometimes. Yeah. But... Uh, 
and obviously a Code Red stuff and like a later release that they would try to do is maybe December, but they don't really release games on like December unless it's something like, up, like really Smash, niche, like Xenoblade Chronicles X. Yeah, Smash came out in December. Um, so yeah. Well, yeah, that's exactly how I feel in regards to it. Okay, well, I'm glad to see you're like, I mean, putting on a number, I'm probably like a six, maybe like a six point five, out of um on that scale, but um. Yeah, um, I'm looking at the uh, uh, Jeff Grubb on Twitter has what he's called the Summer Games Mess. It's kind of a play on of uh, uh, the Summer Games Fest that uh, Jeff Keeley's been doing, where it's like a calendar, and I was just kind of seeing what is on the schedule for the uh, like August, and it's like pretty much we have um, there's Xbox Day, there's State of Play scheduled for August, but there's no dates on it. Uh, there's the C- the DC Fandom August 22nd, which is the um, uh, where it's rumored that the the two Batman games are going to be revealed um, from mm. WB uh, Gamescom is the twenty seventh through the thirtieth, and then he's, he has at the bottom here Wild Card Nintendo. So, yeah, um, and he's he's <laughs> Wild Card Nintendo. And he's really good at That's breaking. So true. He's the guy that that released the the least uh, leaked out the dates for the Xbox and PlayStation events we had the last month. So uh, right. he knows the shit. So. Um, if you don't know, I don't think anybody knows. But moving on to another big showcase we have. We have the Xbox um, showcase on uh, Thursday morning. Um, went on for about an hour. Um, there was 10 world premieres. 22 games um, were revealed. Uh, and th- there was a pre-show as well. Um, oh, they had nine, nine of the 15 Xbox game studios um, showed off a game there. And there was a pre-show, but everything they said that was shown off at the actual event will be uh, Game Pass games. And a decent chunk of them are exclusives or Xbox first. So um, I think we can go through this um, maybe game by game. And if there's you know something we don't really want, there's not worth talking about, we won't talk about it. But uh started off um, with the Halo Infinite. We finally got gameplay for it. Um, about six, seven minutes long. Um, ran off 60 frames per second. Uh, they showed off. Uh, they said that the uh, world for this for Halo Infinite is um, bigger than Halo Four and Five combined. Uh, they're gonna have it's gonna be a little more open. We don't know if it's gonna be like an open world or maybe it's more like something kind of like. Well, I'm thinking it's gonna be more like something like a, like a a Destiny kind of feel where it's like a different maps like that or possibly I'm thinking like a Last of Us Part Two where it's just like a bunch of open sections. Perhaps maybe we don't know for for sure what's going on, but they did say that this will be that Halo Infinite. There won't be like a Halo 7 or something like that. Like Halo Infinite will be around for a very long time with constant updates, but it's not going to be like a Destiny-style, uh, live-style game. It's going to be um, something to that effect where they're always going to be adding content to it, but it's not going to be like that always online, always ongoing type of game. But, I mean, coming from this, Gables, what did you think? You just went through played all the Halo games. What was your thoughts on Halo Infinite? To be perfectly honest, the gameplay looked pretty smooth, but to to make note... The footage that was shown was recorded from PC footage. Mm-hmm. It's not on the actual series accident of itself. Yeah, and it was an old so, build, they said, too. It definitely is an old build from what it looks like. But at the same point, a lot of the gameplay really reminded me of the original Halo Combat Evolved in terms of the gunplay, in terms of like some bits of the action about it. Yeah, there were some elements where it kind of gave the sense of an open world, but... Even reading some articles later on that day saying that it's not going to be generally like an open world style game. 
But uh, from everything else that's been talked about and everything else that I've read up on, it kind of gives me the impression that this may be one of those games where it has a live service aspect to it. Here they're talking about this game is going to be a 10-year game, quintessentially. We haven't seen the multiplayer yet for it, but we're going to have a 10-year Halo game that's going to be incrementally updated that is going to have definitely some more probably vehicles, costumes, or whatever the hell that may be included. Who knows? The details around that are foggy. But it's kind of interesting how they would go for that sort of approach. Because even with the other previous Halo games, it's been straightforward. You have a campaign, you have a multiplayer, you go through and this and that. And I know for a fact they've been working on this game for a hell of a long time to make sure things were better than what initially was in certain aspects of the development. Like, they delayed the game initially because they wanted to rework the campaign yep. because of how <clears throat> poorly received Halo 5 Guardians was. Was it because of Locke? Was that, was that why? Well, to be perfectly honest with you, if you're playing a Halo game for Master Chief and you spend 80% of the game playing a Spartan Locke, or another character, yeah, you're going to be pretty angry about it. <laughs> but like if you That's played Last of Us Part 2 and you didn't play the whole game with Ellie, right? Like that would piss um, a lot of people yeah. off, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But, uh, oh, like a Metal Gear Solid 2, like say you're playing it and then two hours in you find out you're not actually playing a Salt Snake. Yeah, exactly. I, bet, I mean, not to say Maybe. that happens, but I bet that pisses a lot of people off. Oh my I'm god. out of examples. Oh my god! I remember. <laughs> I kid you not. I oh man, that's a whole separate tangent, dude. But that's definitely something that I remember keenly, like back in the day, people being very pissed off about what buying <laughs> buying Zone of Enders to play the Metal Gear Solid Two demo fifty times, and come to find out the section the section of the demo is the only part you actually play is fucking Solid Snake in. Tell me about it. <laughs> fucking horseshit. They redeemed. Uh, they well, redeemed Raiden later with four, and the the badass platinum game. They redeemed him later, but, but oh yeah, he was the butt of the joke of the Metal Gear Solid series for a long yeah, time. There's that weird part where but, fucking he grab the he grabs his testicles. That was fucking weird. But anyways, let's move on back to Halo. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Halo. Anyway, all testicle grabbing aside, well, we can keep that apart. <laughs> Halo Infinite the gameplay looked all right. You know, it looked like it was classic Halo at its core. I did like the grapple hook aspect. It gave me sort of the Doom Eternal sort of vibe to it. Other than that, though, it is what it is. But I didn't feel like, in regards to, say, taking advantage of, say, the Series X stuff, we, you know, I'm kind of like half and half with that. Because they later went on 343 Studios saying that the whole, like, uh, I don't know what the hell type of rendering they were thinking about. But uh, that's going to be after the game releases inside of a patch. Ray tracing. That's what I was Oh, yeah. Gives me the sense that, yeah, the game's not 100% complete, and it's going to be released in the form that it is come release day, which there are definitely a lot of rumors suggesting is going to be mid-November. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was all right. Yeah. Um, There's also the rumor out there right now that the multiplayer won't be available on launch day either. Um, oh god yeah i don't want to like so i asked a couple people about that i mentioned someone at work who like because we were talking about on thursday i worked with them and i was mentioning like we just watched the gameplay at work and um we were talking about it and he was 
And he's like, oh, I look badass, look really good. And he's 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 more in a Halo than I am, but he, uh, like, I, hmm. he's not like a huge Halo guy. But he's like, I, I mentioned that to him on Friday, and he's like, ah, it's not a big deal as long as I can play through with my friends. And I've, I've read that for the most part. It sounds like for um, a lot of the big Halo fans out there that just want more more campaign. Um, but uh, I'm wondering how big that'll be for like more of the broad audience trying to get back, like especially the older fans that have fallen off or the ones that played Halo Five and just moved on, you know. Um, I'm wondering how big the deal that's going to be. Um, and there's been the rumor that there might be, there might be like that battle Royale halo game, or it might be a part of halo infinite a battle Royale mode. Um, hmm. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by it. However, I think that would be exactly freaking crazy if halo infinite launches and we don't get multiplayer day one. Yeah. I feel like that's something that got announced earlier rather than later. Cause the later, the longer you go without talking about it, the worse it's going to be. Um, oh, maybe yeah. you should probably mention that already. I don't know if that is the case. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I watched it and I, I gotta say, I liked it. I, I really liked it. And I don't know why. Cause like I've, we've, I've yeah. talked about it for a long time or like, I'm not big into it. I beat, you know, I beat one, I beat three. I played a good chunk of four. Uh, I love reach. Or I liked reach a lot. I shouldn't say I love it, but I, I liked it a lot. Like it, yeah, it has lasting, more of a lasting impact than the other Halo games do. Um, but Coming on this one, I really enjoyed the gameplay. I uh, and I think it's more yeah. so because like I'm, I'm looking forward to this one too because it's like I remember like I look you know I look forward to Halo Three coming out. I remember buying it on launch day and that was a big deal and that was fun to play through with my friends. Um, Halo Four came out. I played that when it came out on launch day and I I burned out on it eventually. But uh, you know talking, it's just like a lot of those Halo fans like you get excited because you get brought into the hype because of like you know the fans of those series and like i've talked about it before like i could do those impulse right. buys because like people are again like i almost bought animal crossing because of like you and all these other people and i'm like i know i'm not gonna like that game but like well but i like i like first person shooter games i like some of the halo games but it's like i didn't really care about five coming out because it just didn't seem like anybody really cared about there wasn't that big excitement for five besides like hardcores and it's like this one for the you know it's like i'm getting uh, maybe part of it is me getting that hype but watching that gameplay on my own, I'm like, that looks fun. That looks cool. I, I like what I see, you know, and like going online, re- hearing what people say, and there's people out there being negative about, um, about certain things and screenshots. And it's like, well, fuck off. Yeah, of like you could take a frame, like a single frame of a six second or a six minute video. I'm sure you could find every game that does that. They'll find a, a bad screenshot or something like that. But I, 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 you know, coming from me, who's not a Halo guy really at all. Um, I really liked it. I got so excited. I actually went and downloaded the Master Chief Collection in five. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, if I have time, like, you know, like I'm stuck on Ghost of Shima right now and I got a couple other games coming out soon, but I'm like, you know, if there's time between here and the gaunt- the games coming out or like, you know, extra life, I haven't looked for something to play. It's like, I don't know. I was kind of, it kind of got me like I'm in that mood now to play, play a Halo game. So I'm, I'm thinking about going back and jumping into four and five. Seriously. I, Honestly, I would if you're going to be downloading the Master Chief Collection and stuff, I would highly recommend playing through the original first. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean because <laughs> Combat Evolved, man, that game is an absolute classic. I freaking played through that game twice this year, oh, and I wow. wasn't intended to do that. Wow. Okay, I know you beat it twice, <laughs> but uh, no, I remember I played. I, I beat it way back on the uh, uh, the original Xbox. So I, I played. A, I probably played the most of two, oddly enough, and never touched the campaign because I was like, well, a lot of my friends like they love the multiplayer, so I got stuck at their places a lot playing the multiplayer with them it was fine but it was like when you're like i play this game with you guys and that's it and these guys play it 24 7 it's like it's not that fun oh man but, they definitely missed uh they definitely missed some good things in the halo 2 campaign honestly yeah it, 
definitely did give it a more epic feel and good build up to Halo Three, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I mean I've, I've heard a lot of people like enjoy beside the ending, but um, you know, because I have to wait forever because it ends on the cliffhanger. But um, yeah, no shit. I don't know. Like I've, there was like people like t- I don't know if it's a rumor or if it's just people building up talk on this, but it's like people talk about it releasing on November seventh because it's a you know because eleven seven. Um, which is uh, yeah, Master Chief, um, which, Sierra one one seven. Yeah, which I think I mean that'd be badass for a couple of reasons. One, getting out that early, and two, that'd be Extra Life Day. Oh, so shit. if we had a, a Halo Infinite come out on fucking Extra Life Day, <laughs> that would be bad. I'd be playing that. We would definitely be getting uh, three other people to play with. Play with on that. Oh no, bad. no you know, doubt. Because if I were to play this on Xbox One, I mean, I would no doubt be playing that on Extra Life Day. But uh. Maybe me. Maybe it comes out sooner. I don't know. But that, I heard that people talking about that, and I'm like, wait a second. Why does that day sound so important to me personally? And I'm like, that's fucking extra life. And I'm like, fuck yeah. All right, let's ah. do it. And like, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think the rumor is like the 19th because that's uh because the seventh. I mean, they're not gonna want to release a console on a Saturday. And the 19th is the rumor because that's Cyberpunk's release date. And um, I think that's like a Thursday night. So that would make more sense. Thursday, Friday. But, um, yeah, moving on to the next, um, so this next stuff here, I'm, I'm just, I pull up an article that's showing like everything that was shown off. So the rest of this is like, these are world premieres. Um, and I believe all these are from, uh, pretty much all these are a good chunk of them are Xbox studios. So they're exclusives. One is a dusk falls. Um, it was the, like, the interactive drama. Um, it's coming from, uh, interior night, uh, who was like, and, uh, Carolyn Marshall is the, uh, founder of the studio and she was a lead game designer on quantic dreams um but it's that um it's like a so it's a multi-generational story set in america southwest about resilience sacrifice and how the mistakes of the old generation transmit to the young um what begins as as a focused tale of two families trapped in a hostage situation becomes a sprawling epic about how people grow and change over decades um so i don't know if you remember this one gables this is the one where it's like like the art style and the way it moves is more like cartoony where it's like it uh-huh. skips and jumps a little bit. Um, I think the story sounds intriguing as like someone that enjoys that style, especially like like the the Telltale style games and uh, yeah, Life is Strange, like Don't Nod stuff. Like I like the premise, I like the idea and everything coming from it, but I don't like the art style at all and, and like the way it moves and plays. That is a major <laughs> turnoff to me. I don't know, Gable. Did you remember this? And did you have those same opinions? I do remember this, and honestly, I was not. I was not interested in the least of it. Yeah. This isn't my kind of game, honestly. I know you're more into like a lot of the cinematic sort of cinematic sort of like adventure game styles, mm-hmm. like say Walking Dead and Life is Strange and stuff. But this game really turned me off. Yeah. When I saw it. Yeah, I think if it was if it looked and moved a different way, literally moved a different way, I would be interested in it. But <laughs> um, moved a different. Yeah, way. it's just it seems like it reminds me of like the. What was that? The PSP and the Vita um, Mel Gersal games where it's like like the cutscenes were like comics and shit. Oh, the digital novel, dude? Not the digital novels, but like what was the Metal Gear Solid that was on? Um, Portable Ops? Portable Ops, and there's the other one that's... Like, Acid. Well, not Acid. That was that shitty like turn-based card game one. There was... Oh, fuck. It's like the, pre, it's like the prequel to Metal Gear Solid Five. Uh, oh, my God. Um, ground Zeroes. Well, Ground Zeroes is the pre- the prequel to is the one that went. Oh, I gotta look it up. I'm sorry. Your VR so, missions. Um, PS. Oh, Jesus Christ, man! It's I'm like, sorry. Now you're getting me the. I'm sorry. Now you're getting as me soon the as freaking, I say like, it. Peace Walker. God 
damn it. I know, right? As soon as I looked it up, I'm like, oh, dumbass. I'm, of course that's what it is. Peace walk. Yeah, that Almost one. Almost threw my glasses in disgust. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to either. I was just like, oh, God. All of a sudden, I just ripped my glasses off my face. Like, ow. Were you, were you upset be- because of you couldn't figure it out or you, you don't like that game? Oh, it's because I couldn't figure out no. it was Peace Walk. I know. I mean, the game in and of itself is pretty damn good. But it's yeah. the one Metal Gear Solid. I never played. It. I didn't play it. But um, it's they have Metal Gear Solid two and three on Game Pass, but they don't have Peace Walker. I was looking for it the other day. I was all excited because I saw that was on there. But they, it's it not part make of the any fucking sense. I know because remember I had the three sixty. I had the physical copy and it had Peace Walker. In it. I just never played it because I didn't realize, dude. Because I remember playing <laughs> Portable Ops back in the day and I hated it. So I thought it was more oh, of the same. Man, that makes me so grateful that I fucking like bought a lot of my PSP games that used to have digitally and I could fucking download on my Vita if I really wanted to. I wonder if, I wonder if it's backwards compatible because if it is, I'm going to play it. Um, I need to. But uh, maybe, maybe. This just this tells you how uninterested we are in Dust Falls that we're talking about a PS fucking P game. <laughs> a PSP Metal Gear Solid yeah, game. That's how, that's how little interest we have in uh, Dust Falls. No, no, no offense to that game, but I mean, eh, come on. Come on. Um, moving on. Uh, Obsidian was up. They had... Uh, we had DLC for Outer uh, Outer was Outer Worlds Outer Worlds right? Yes. Yeah, I, I I keep doing the Outer Wilds thing, but um, so that's gonna be the there's gonna be, we have two DLC packs. This is the first one comes on September 9th. But the other thing they showed off was the uh, they have a first part person RPG. Uh, it is uh, avowed is what's called and it takes place in the Pillars of Eternity uh, world. Um, I mean, I know you are definitely uh the Skyrim guy of the podcast. Um, and what was your thoughts coming from this? Honestly, they should have showed a little bit more gameplay than like eight seconds. But from initial things that I looked on it, it reminded me a bit of Skyrim from that one instance. But at that same point, I found it really hysterical that Obsidian made their own version of Fallout, and it looks like they're going to make their own version of Skyrim. Right, yeah. They're making (laughs) their own Oblivion, and they're... Yeah. as, As far as the game goes and stuff... It looks all right from what they reveal, but there needs to be more stuff revealed to it because it kind of looks samey to me. Yeah, um, yeah, and it, we, this is when we got into that weird section because they talked about like for the first two years of the Series X, every game will come to Xbox One as well, and this is like and they would show like coming to Xbox Series X, Xbox One. They show like the thing, and there were certain games that they wouldn't give the Xbox One uh, logo to, and this is one of them, and a few other ones we'll see. So like. I feel like a lot of these games are a, lo- a good chunk of the games that we got out of the showcase are at least two years away, more than likely. Oh yeah, and a Val we didn't was, get a lot of concrete dates, that's for sure. Yeah, and a Val looks like it's definitely one of those. Um, I think Interior or the uh, Dust Falls got like a, a release date for next year as well. Um, a lot of these didn't get dates, but I'll, I'll, I'll try to point out the ones that did. Um, then it ended with this one, but uh, Fable was announced. Um, this was, I mean, we this we talked about this. I remember over two years ago when they put the studio together or well it's playground games people that make uh, the Forza Rising games but they put like a, another team together to, to make the next Fable game and it was supposed to be like this was like right after um, uh, I remember this was like the summer after Horizon Zero Dawn and Breath of the Wild came out and like they wanted like Xbox wanted their version of that and they were going give, to give them the Fable name um, it was like a 10 second long thing there was some you know it started off kind of serious but then we got the you know the Humor that we're used to from a Fable game. Um, it they, this one did say it's co- just only said it's coming to Series X and Windows 10. Um, 
I mean, we didn't get any gameplay or anything like that, but Gables, where, where were you when they announced this one? I honestly wasn't surprised that they were going to reveal a major game in that regards at their end of their conference. Because I had to admit, it, it would have been either one of two games. It would have been Fable or it would have been Perfect Dark, since I've been hearing a lot of rumors of both of them. That's the rumored initiative game that the people are thinking is going to be at the August event. Yeah, yeah. Well, that would make a lot of excitement, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. However, honestly, when I first saw the trailer and I immediately saw a sword, I'm like, yeah, this is Fable. And yeah, exactly. watch the initial trailer and everything else, you know, it's like, it wasn't a bad teaser trailer, but uh, yeah, they really... <laughs> They really are hitting it home in terms of games that they're going to be coming out at least a few years ahead. Because if they're just showing a teaser trailer, they are very early on in development for this game. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, probably a couple of years, maybe two and a half years at most at this point. Because, like I said, it was like that summer of 2017 that, like, the rumors came out there putting a team together uh, to make the next Fable game. Um, but, yeah, I, I, that game, this game is probably two years, three years away. Um especially with it's not having the Xbox One logo on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I get, if, if I can do something different with this event, you know, I we, we talked about, I was talking about last week, like people, you know, Nintendo perfected the Direct and PlayStation has done it too. And a lot of other people have done it too as well, like Ubisoft and pretty much everybody's done it. But Microsoft was like the last one to finally figure out how to do it. Where it's like with a good event, especially digital ones, you, you start with something big and you end with something big. And um, I think they would have been better off if they would have swapped Halo and Fable around. Start with Fable. 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 I want that game. I want a Fable game. It's a Halo game in a Fable world. <laughs> uh, but uh, but put the you know put the um, Fable at the beginning. You know, hey, I mean, everybody knows it's happening. Everybody knows Playground's making the game. It's out there. Everybody knows. Just fucking show it off. Then end with Halo. I think that would have been a bigger uh, ordeal because this one's kind of ended on like a, like all right, cool, like. I mean, if, if the leaks weren't out there forever, this would have been an exciting news. But the fact that everybody's known about it literally before the game was even in pre-production, um, it kind of took away some of that excitement. It's like, okay, finally, cool. You guys revealed it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm, exci- I'm, I'm looking forward to it because it's a different developer. It's not Lionhead Studios. Um, but I mean, And also the fact that you don't have Peter Molyneux hyping the game into the fucking ground. Yeah, like he was his own worst enemy there. Um, but Yep. You know, it's like I look and think about Halo or fucking Fable, um, where it's like think about Fables. Like we've had two one Fable two is probably widely regarded as like a really great game. Fable one is a really good game. Fable three is trash. There was that Fable Legends Legends game. There was that Connect game. There was multiple like arcade games. Like did that Connect that game actually come out? Yeah, the Fable Legends I believe was the one that was in beta forever and then finally just got canceled. Um, if I can remember correctly. Oh, I see, I see. But um, it's like they ran Fable into the ground fairly quickly after they, after, you know. Uh, oh, it was two. downhill after Fable th- after uh, Fable 2. Yeah, yeah Fable 2, because... was. I love Fable 2 back in the day, but it's like. Uh, well, well, yeah, I yeah, I did like Fable 2 as well, especially since it did have some fun diversions and stuff. Yeah. It wasn't as good as the original. From what I've heard, I've never played the original Fable, yeah. but I heard the original was pretty darn good. Yeah. But uh, I remember, it, like, retroactively, people loved the original Fable. They did not like Fable 2 as much. It was sort of a mixed reaction, and it was mostly due to the fact that the campaign in of itself for the main missions was only around eight hours long with a plenty of side missions if you chose to do them 
but it was relatively short for a Western RPG, and people really took it back from it, and that's why not a lot of people wanted to give the time of day to it back then. I know having played Fable 2 fairly recently, (laughs) where it was like maybe a month or two ago, because I wanted to, that's actually one of the few games that don't have like an Xbox One like uh, downloadable thing where hmm. the graphics actually look like they've improved or anything. <laughs> it's actually still same. Looks like the same buddy type of game. Oh, it God, was. that's like what, 2008, 2009. <laughs> that was a 2009 game, I want to say, yeah. and they didn't make any type of touch-ups in terms of upresing. <laughs> yeah, fun fact. But uh, you know what? Even so, I'm glad that there's a new Fable game that's in development. I hope that what we see the future down the line remains good. And I hope it's better than the last couple entries. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's kind of the thing. Like, it's exciting to hear and it's cool. But I wonder if that name is going to, like, this game could be really badass when it comes out. I hope, I'm, I'm hopeful for it. Um, but I'm wondering if the Fable name will hurt it or help it more uh, when it comes out. Uh, or as we see things in, like, the general public when it comes out on the on store shelves. Uh, then we also had Forza uh, Motorsports. Uh, this is actually, they said, early in development. So the fact that it's not even, didn't even have an Xbox One logo on it as well. Um, but it says it's going to run 4K, 60 frames per second, have the uh, ray tracing, um, all the tech words you want to hear about about the new consoles. Um, but, I mean, they show off a little bit about it, like some stuff. It look, looks gorgeous. Um, always got to take that stuff with a grain of salt, though. But I think what's shocking is, like, we didn't, Last year would have been a Forza year, motorsports year. Um, yes. And we didn't get a Forza game last year. We're not getting a Forza game this year. When everybody was talking about, okay, they're obviously holding off on this, the Forza game for the Xbox Series X. Like, that was the assumption when they didn't release one last year because we always get Horizon Motorsports and they rotate every year. Um, the fact that, so it's been, what, 2017 was the last Forza Motorsports game we got? And they're saying it's Forza still Horizon in. Four, I think. Yeah. And, well, no. Um, Forza Motorsports, not Horizon, but a Motorsports and Motorsports game. Um, Motorsports 7, I think it was. Yeah, is that the last one? I'm looking up what we state for right now. I think it was. October 2017, so it's been almost three oh, wow. years. And they're saying this game is in early development? That's interesting to me. Yeah. So, like, what the fuck has been going on over there? Like, are they just, like, working on a new engine? Like, I want to know more what's going on with this game, but I mean... Well, maybe it's because they had been working upon... Uh, DLC aspects for Motorsport 7 and Forza Horizon 4, potentially. But at the same time, maybe they're gathering resources in order to get as many deals or many types of various car brands and stuff inside there. From Looking even from the conceptual trailer at what they revealed, it definitely looked like they put a lot of effort and work into how freaking crazy realistic it looks in regards to what we saw. I mean... To be perfectly honest with you, I almost couldn't tell between it actually being a game, even though there were some ports that sort of, some things that kind of indicated it, and like an actual full-on real race. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it's a funny story. The other day, uh, a couple days ago, I was watching, because they have the, the NBA and the bubble stuff going on, and I was just watching some yep. highlight clips and stuff. Just kind of want to see what the what it looked like when they're when they playing. And oh, God. Uh, it, was, it was right after I watched the Xbox Showcase, and I was watching it, and... Corey's like, is this the new NBA game? I'm like, no, this is just what's going on in the bubble right now. She's like, you're fucking with me. Quit fucking with me. This is the game, isn't it? I'm like, 
no, this is this is real. This is really happening. And she does not to to this now does not believe me that that was not the game. <laughs> like that's all. Like she gets fucked up sometimes. Like like I was I was playing uh, Last of Us, and she's like, "Is this a movie? Is this a?" She like thought it was a real actual movie I was watching at first, and not a game. But uh, I don't know. But I get like that's kind of the same idea with the Forza game. Like it looks it looks pretty, very pretty. Um, but it was like we got more from the Grand Chismo game last month than we did from this one. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it's just weird to me. Uh, but moving on, uh, we have the Gunk. Uh, it's from the SteamWorld uh, creators uh, from Image and Form, is, I believe is their studio name. Um, they made the SteamWorld Heist and the SteamWorld Dig, uh, Dig Games. Um, it's called The Gunk. Uh, it is a all-new adventure in a vast exotic world where you'll encounter terrifying enemies and challenging puzzles on your quest to unravel the mystery of a forgotten planet. It's kind of like a 3D platformer, it looks like. Um, no release date or anything like that, but... Um, I don't give us what you think of this game when it was shut off. It definitely seemed ambitious from what I was looking at. It has a lot of potential in regards to the quality of the build itself. I do trust the developers of SteamWorld Dig because they put out some great games over the past five years with SteamWorld Dig series and like SteamWorld Heist, I believe. Yes. But uh, we have to wait and see. I definitely like the atmosphere of the game and it looks like it may have a lot of interesting elements to it so i'm keeping it on my radar for now but it's definitely on that uh borderline list right now where it has some interest but i need to learn more about it yeah so i looked it up it has a um it's coming to a series x x one and windows pc uh with the the date as september 21st or september 2021 i'm sorry um and it's obviously coming to game pass but um yeah, I don't know. I, I'm definitely in that same boat with you where it's like, I, I mean, I trust these guys, the SteamWorld guys, because I really only liked Heist. I thought Dig was cool, but it wasn't, I just, it's not my style. Dig 2, I was, a lot of people had that considered like one of the best games of the year, and that came out in 2017. And we talked about 2017 being one of the greatest years of all time um, yep. for gaming, and it's people have it up there. Um, so, yeah, I, I, same with you where it's like, this, it's one, one of those things where it's like, I'm going to keep an eye on it. I want to hear more from when it comes out. Um, but, We'll get into more of this as we go on, but it's like this is like more reason why the Game Pass thing is awesome. Where it's like this game like this like is something I all right, maybe I'll play it, but it's like from what we've seen so far, I mean unless things change, but it's like this is definitely something I'm probably gonna play when it comes out because of Game Pass. Um But yeah, I, w- I mean I wanna see more from it. But it's a big change because they've primarily done so far they've done all two D games. Like the the dig games are both two D uh platformers, uh uh heist is a a turn uh, like a turn-based like XCOM style 2D game, and they had the one last year that was like a turn-based fighting game as well. Um, I can't remember what it's called though. Um, next up, we have Fantasy Star Online 2: New Genesis. It's uh, we have some new content coming to that. That's something they announced before previously, but I don't know. I don't really have anything to add on that one. Gables, you? Honestly, I don't have too much to uh, add to it. Okay. It's an MMO. It's definitely a series that people have been wanting to play for a long while. Especially, man, anything Fantasy Star Online 2. To be put in the perspective, Fantasy Star Online 2, or even that series in and of itself, began in 2000, honestly. I think it was either 2000 or 2001 on the Sega Dreamcast. Definitely had its own cult following. And even, actually, the first Fantasy Star Online was on the GameCube as well. And it was one of three games... That you could play online with the GameCube's broadband adapter. 
But uh, I forget the other two games. However, that game in of itself definitely has a strong cult following. And the second game in that series, like Fantasy Star Online 2, that had been on the PlayStation Portable, if I'm not mistaken. Or yeah. it, there was some Fantasy Star Online game on the PlayStation Portable that you could connect online and do this and do that. But uh, it was mostly just in Japan. I believe more recently this year, it was one of those free games you can actually play on your Xbox One if you got Game Pass. But what we were looking at right here is an actual expansion that's coming next year for Fantasy Star Online 2. Honestly, I'm happy for the fans. I'm happy for the fans. They're going to get to enjoy something new in regards to a game that they're very much enjoying. At the same time, I really can't give too much into this MMO because I'm not a fan of the um, the Fantasy Star Online series as much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's finally over here to play, but it's like, yeah, it's like new content. That's awesome. But uh, I, don't, I don't think it's going to move too many needles. Uh, you gotta, honestly, for any type of MMO stuff, you gotta wow me in order to try to get me to play the game. Because yeah. after World of Warcraft, no. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Uh, next up, Stalker 2 was revealed. Um, I know Stalker is something I've heard about a lot over the years. It's like a big, it's been a big game on PC, especially. Um, but the second was announced. Um, but it was just a teaser trailer. When it was first shown, when like, they were first shown, I'm like, are we getting a new Metro game already? Or teasing the next Metro uh-huh. game? And I thought the maybe the series of the franchise is over, taking a break for a while, but uh, nope. Oh, can I just say this, yeah. though? Between the announcements for Stalker 2, the Warhammer 4800, like, uh, trailer and also the freaking uh crossfire x game oh, yeah. it definitely had that feeling where it's like oh hey here's a metro trailer right here wait it's not and it's like well here's the same type of feel and then there's another type of feel yeah for like three or four consistent trailers where it's just brooding and like everything else is in black and white and almost post-apocalyptic looking <laughs> yeah no i i got that i get that for sure but uh <laughs> yeah I, I i don't know much about the soccer games so i, I don't I know there was definitely some excitement to it, but I don't know if it's going to, um, you know, it's not the biggest stuff that's coming out of it. But um, next up, State of Decay 3 uh, was revealed. It's, I guess this game is like not even in like, it's like in pre-pre-production. Uh, so that game is probably a ways off, but I'm hoping it played. I'm going to be really excited when State of Decay 1 came out and buying it and playing it. And remember the game just ran, ran like trash and it's, it's a survival game and it's not my, so I don't like survival games that much, but it's like, I remember the game just running very poorly, and it turned me off just off that alone. Um, but trying to get into it, and from the sounds of things, like State of Decay 2 had the same issue, so I hope... It did have a lot of issues with the game, yeah, yes. Yeah, so I'm hoping that, uh, you know, State of Decay 3 runs better, but I mean, all the only thing we have is a teaser of, like, you know, there's, like, a zombie deer eating a wolf. Um, but I don't know, the game's a ways off. Uh, it's going to be on Game Pass, though, so uh, maybe when it comes out and a few years it'd be cool but i i don't know i mean they need to wow me and prove to me that they can make a game that actually runs well before uh, i get super excited about anything that they do well you gables honestly i didn't really care too much about the trailer not really interested in state of decay yeah i I get that but um tetris effect connected um is coming uh this holiday uh it's gonna have a bunch of online and co-op modes um and uh it's more fast paced with a lot of music to it um i'm not a tetris guy at all uh 
but I mean, I know you got like Tetris was ninety nine uh, when it first came out. Um, I don't, were, were you excited about this one? Honestly, Tetris Effect. I haven't really tried. It definitely has a good aspect to it. I mean, it's Tetris. I'm gonna play Tetris regardless. So that in of itself looked fun, and definitely with a big old multiplayer influence. That's not like a that's not like a freaking battle royale style game. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, playing Tetris ninety nine was fun. However. Trying to compete against other people and trying to complete things as fast as possible, that was so difficult to do. Yeah. Well, I was like, <laughs> Courtney's like surprisingly good at Tetris. <clears throat> and like, I remember like on Extra Life, she wanted to play games with me for a little while. And we played the Tetris 99. And like, she was like, oh, oh cool, we get the Tetris game to play. And it's like, she's like, I hate this. It's like, it's like, you know, because you're trying to, <laughs> she's trying to play and then someone just drops the shit ton of stuff on her. And it's just, you know, ruin the, because, you know, she just wants to play Tetris. She didn't want all the other shit. So, um, and then the fact you have to buy the single player components separately whenever it leaves. Yeah, yeah, and there's everything that got on the I guess free to play game, but still I was like, ah, I'm good on that. Um okay, well moving on. Uh War, War you already mentioned Warhammer forty thousand Dark Tides coming out twenty twenty one. I don't care. Don't care. <laughs> what about you? Same <laughs> <laughs> are you the same boat? Same. Okay. Definitely the same, huh? Yeah. So uh every every time, dude. Every time that anything freaking warhammer related pops up i automatically think of that ps3 game that i played yeah the first words that come out of my freaking head space marines yeah space marines i was getting ready to mention that game it's like i remember every like i don't i don't give two fucks about warhammer uh but everybody (laughs) three minutes yeah every everybody kept trying to like sell me like oh this game is bad it's great you'll love it and all right so i went played it i played the first level i'm like this fuck this game (laughs) i don't like this game the only thing I remember about that game wasn't the combat, wasn't the story. No, it was the fucking like aliens or something like or the orcs or whatever the hell they were trying to attack you, and they're just screaming, "Oh, it's Spice Marines! Oh, Spice Marines!" <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh man! I I I deleted that game so fast on my PS3 because it was that yeah that Warhammer game was supposedly a pretty good game. But I could not get past the first level. <laughs> I just, yeah, I remember playing that first. I'm like, no, um, no, I don't trust anybody anymore about their opinions. <laughs> but uh, you you mentioned it already. But uh, Crossfire X, um, this is coming yeah. from the Remedy people. Uh, people made like uh, um, <sighs> Quantum Break, uh, Control, and Alan Wake. Um, so this is one of the first ones that we had a caveat there. I, I rewound it and I watched. Uh, I, there was like a little some wording at the bottom where it's like they said everything at the beginning of this press conference was coming to game pass. Um, and this one, or it's a game pass or free to play. There's a couple games that are free to play that were shown off, but this one, they said the combat is, um, is free to play or the multiplayer is free to play, but the single player is not coming to, to, uh, um, game pass. So, um, that's odd. Yeah. I thought I was kind of shocked by that, but, um, I'll say this, like it, it looks kind of like a ge- generic combat Call of Duty style ripoff game, but it's Remedy, so I'm gonna give it a shot, and I'm looking forward to it. So th- that's all I'll say. But apparently, the Crossfire has a is a legendary PC franchise, which I didn't even know that was the, the case. Um, but I, and I heard that there's like a beta out there for Crossfire X multiplayer, and it's trash. So um, whatever. I guess there's an open beta out there. Um, Okay, so I'm reading this. So there's an open beta that came. Oh, because they're having that. Um, that this week they had that. Uh, go it ends tomorrow, but they had that. Like there's a bunch of demos out you can play. 
um, and the uh, the uh, Crossfire X multiplayer was on that, and I heard it's pretty bad. So, um, but I don't know. I'm just I'm I don't know what to expect. It's supposed to come later this year, uh, but I'm it's on my list of I'm going to pay attention to when it comes out um, because I like Remedy. I you know the last three games they released Quantum Break, um, Alan Wake, and Control I loved so. For that reason alone, I'm looking forward to it. But I, I think you mentioned earlier that you don't you don't care. Yeah, in regards to like the Crossfire X stuff, you know, it it has potential, but it did not really hit home with me. I thought it looked bland. Yeah, no, I get that. And like I, I totally admit that. Like I, it's it looks boring, shit, and bland. Um, it looks like a, like I said, generic Call of Duty game, but it's Remedy, so I could give it a shot. Um, so moving on, this was kind of a shocking. Uh, uh, news, but Destiny Two uh, is coming to Game Pass, and all of the content, including the new content Beyond Light, will be coming to. Um, oh wait, I thought that's what this, I'm, I'm reading this now, and it's. I thought it said everything was coming to Game Pass. I'm going to read this whole section here. Um, Bungie presents Destiny Two Beyond Light, the next chapter of a critically acclaimed action and sci-fi epic universe of Destiny Two. Join your fellow guardians and bring down the Empire at any cost, even if it means wielding the darkness itself. Destiny Two will come to Game Pass in September. Providing members access to all the current Destiny 2 Standard Edition expansions, um, including the Standard Edition of the game, which is already... Oh, yeah, so it is, yep. Um, so the Beyond Light expansion that comes in November on November 10th is coming to... So Destiny 2 will become the Game Pass with all of its contents out now in, um, in September, but even the new DLC, Beyond Light, will be coming to um, Game Pass as well when it comes out November 10th. Um, so that's pretty cool. I like that a lot, like... Um, and I believe hmm. Destiny 2 has cross-progression, doesn't it? I'm not 100% sure. It's been a long time since I've played Destiny 2. Yeah. That is awesome that they're having all the DLC with freaking Destiny 2 when it comes to Game Pass in September. Even the Beyond Light stuff. I looked on PSN most recently, and the Forsaken DLC alongside with the Shadowkeep thing is like, even with discounts, like about 30 something dollars right now but it does not include the beyond light so yeah. even if say you are a fan of destiny 2 you're going to be more inclined to play it on the xbox one come september because you're going to have all the dlc stuff basically for the same cost as paying 15 dollars a month on game pass yeah i think that's kind of badass actually um because like i we we are we're not huge destiny fans but we definitely like we both enjoy destiny 2 quite a bit we played a lot of we played all the Destiny content, the original Destiny content together. Um, yep. And then uh, we both had the we both bought the season pass for the first one, the first season pass when it came out. Um, and I played through I think most of that, but I played the first pack, not the second pack of that. Um, I don't know, but I think that I mean unless they have like this the light shit like because remember like your light level has to be this high. Um, that kind of sucked, but uh, that was that was a turn off for a me. Bullshit thing. Yeah. The Rise of Iron stuff. We couldn't even play that damn DLC stuff because our freaking light level was too low. Yeah, it wasn't like, even. And it wasn't that it was too low. It was like it was too low, but it was also the fact that like we were hours of content away from even being able to play it. So it was like never mind. There's like there's like two hours of content in there. Like I'm not gonna put in ten and fifteen hours to play that. Um, yeah, but uh, I don't know. I mean, if they that, that excites me a little more. It does have cross progression. It, it came out last August, um, but. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. That's that's cool. I, I think that's a big gift for them. Um, it's kind of funny because I was like, Stadia is like one big thing they had. It's like, <laughs> hey, we're gonna give you like last year they gave away the the big Destiny two comp uh, um, content drop uh, if you bought Stadia at launch, and it's like, like well, you lost Stadia, you lost Destiny already to the Xbox, so well, you guys are fucked. Um, it's like it's like we're, we're we're gonna fuck you with X Cloud now. We're gonna fuck you by taking your biggest thing away from you. Um, then we had, uh, Everwild, uh, which is the, the rare game. It was revealed last E3. Um, we st- still, I don't, it's, I don't know what the fuck this game is, Gables. I'm assuming it's going to be some online live content kind of game, like Sea of Thieves. Um, here's the thing. I, don't know. I was looking into it. They don't even know what the fucking gameplay for the game's going to be. Yes. Oh, okay. Huh, cool. And to be perfectly honest with you, that's why it's all over the place. But I'll tell you what. I don't know what they're going to be aiming for this game. I mean, it looked. Well, the trailer of it looked okay, but I'm not interested. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm. I mean, I'm not a huge rare guy, anyways. Um, I like I like the Donkey Kong games. Goldeneye was cool back in the day, but I know it's not. It doesn't hold up well. Um, yeah, like even Banjo Kazooie or Blast Corps. Yeah, or Perfect Dark. Yeah, <laughs> um, but um, I take any of those games over the freaking like uh, game that we got. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you a lot of people would too. But uh, it, this game, one of those other games that didn't have the Xbox One uh, thing on it, so it's Series X PC. Um, well, yeah, I, that game's obviously ways off. But uh, yeah, I just don't know what it is. So, like, it's hard to like talk about because we don't know what the fuck it is but then next up the show grounded which we know a lot about we've seen a lot of the uh, it's coming out it's, it's obsidian's other game comes out july 28th so on tuesday um as of, so just a couple days away as this recording uh it's a co-op survival game where like you're it's like honey i blew i i, I shrunk the kids kind of thing and like but it's, it's a video game um it it looks fine i don't like survival games though everybody knows that um uh, but i know there's a lot of excitement for this game um, and it's like up to four people online playing together. It's coming to Game Pass. Um, I don't know. That, once again, doesn't really excite me. But what about you, Gables? To be perfectly honest with you, I didn't have really too much interest in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the recurring theme of the showcase. Yeah. Folks. No, yeah. Um, the Medium was shown off next. This was one of the ones they showed off that was revealed back in May with the third party thing. And that was like one of the games that stood out. That was like probably the only game that stood out to me. Right. Um, and showing this one off, got some gameplay of that. Um, it comes out this holiday, which, um, but this is a game I'm actually really looking forward to. This is one of those things where it's like, this is why Game Pass is a cool thing. Where it's like, maybe I never would have played this game, or I would have like waited for a sales style game. But now it's on Game Pass. Um, like, I definitely want to check this out. It's that weird, like you're in dual realities, um, and you got like you have puzzles you got to solve. And, like it split screens off, and you got to play through both of them. Um, but it, it looks very different. I don't think we've ever, I can remember a game like this before. Um, but I don't know. I think this is one of the standouts so far for me for games announced this year. I know it's been a wonky year, but as far as uh, games being revealed this year that are coming this year, this is one of the ones that I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, hopefully, you know, it's just a holiday 2020 game, but I'm assuming we'll get a release date for it with Xbox's event uh, next month. But um, I actually really, really am looking forward to this game. What about you, Gables? I'll tell you what, the game definitely has a lot of potential. I did see the side-by-side stuff that they were doing for split screen in one dimension and then the other for the whole 
aspect of the exploration, some bits of gameplay we did see. I'm kind of confused, though, if this is like a third-person like survival horror game or if this is like some sort of uh, various action game. Yeah, I mean... But I will it, say... It, sorry, right I, now it looks like a survival yeah, horror type, type of game, but go on. Okay. From what it looks like, it is definitely fairly interesting. I do want to know more about the story aspect of it. This may be one of those games that may be a sleeper hit. I get that vibes, honestly, because, like I said before, the game looks like it's got a lot of potential in terms of storytelling and definitely in terms of the aesthetics. And honestly, these type of games that, like survival horror games, they're very hit and miss. Either you nail them directly and you just hit that sweet spot like a Resident Evil 2 or an Outlast, but... Or you can do the completely opposite and mess up everything, like a Resident Evil Six. But but it's like what I was saying. The medium definitely has a lot of good potential. I do want to see more of it when it definitely comes out. Not sure, from personally, in my opinion, it's going to be worth buying a Series X for. But I may be wrong, so I'm going to wait and see. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely, you know, I'm going to hold reservations on this, but uh, um, I don't know. I mean, the fact this is going to be, it's one of those things I probably would wait for like reviews to come out for I would have pushed the purchase button on. Um, but yeah. obviously, this, you know, being Game Pass, this is perfect for that. Um, then we had Psychonauts 2 had a uh, trailer, but it's mostly Jack Black singing his song. Um, but uh, this was quietly, didn't even, like it was supposed to come out this year, but it's quietly like announced later on that it's been, delayed to next year uh, i don't think there was a timetable um as far as i'm, I'm searching here for like there's a time to nope just says next year um but yeah i don't know i mean this i think it's the first time we've actually got gameplay for it but i'm not a double fine fan like i like the um the costume quest games but that's about all i like from them but uh i don't know gables what, what was i mean are you a psychonauts fan are you looking forward to this at all you're from the honest, I'm a fan of 3D platformers. Yeah. But I gotta admit, man, seeing a bunch of the gameplay for Psychonauts 2, oh my god, the damn thing's so psychedelic looking. It must be one of those uh one of those worlds and stuff where the the brain where I think it's Laz or something goes into. It's just totally psychedelic. It just kinda really reminds me of like some sort of LSD like trip. Cause there was so much color, there was so much like obscure, like uh freaking symbols and this and that and stuff where it's like, oh god, what the fuck were they smoking when they were coming up with the level designs for this game? But it did look cool. It did look fun. Obviously, Tim Schafer gets Jack Black to go through and sing one of the intro songs. Because <laughs> I know those two are pretty close. But um, honestly, I'm highly disappointed because it being delayed until next year. So they definitely had it probably as an Xbox One game at one point where now they're just going to be putting in some more work, some more time in it, and it's just going to be a Series X style of game. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm happy for the people that want it. Uh, and if it comes out and does well, and once, once again, it's coming to Game Pass, maybe I'll check it out then. But um, I'm just not, that style just doesn't really intrigue me. But a uh, game that does intrigue me very much is Tell Me Why is a Don't Nod game. Um, it is a... Uh, I knew this would appeal to you. Yeah, it's, so it's... Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, it's coming exclusively to Xbox. Um, people from, you know, Life is Strange games, everybody knows I love the Life is Strange. At least one, two was, was good, but not as good as one. Um, but this is the one that has like the, the twins and one of them is a, um, uh, is, uh, inter, uh, intergender, sorry. Um, 
or trans i'm sorry trans uh and the first so it's gonna be three episodes and this is something i love when i heard this so the first episode they, i didn't realize it was gonna be chapters until they announced chapter one comes out on August 27th and later on i found out it's gonna be three chapters but come to find out that chapter um all three chapters come out within two weeks of each other so i two weeks yeah so august 27th we get chapter one the third uh, september 3rd we get two and then september 10th we get um three so that does not make any fucking sense so there's three chapters and we get them all one week apart dude honestly that does not make any freaking sense because why would they do it in week intervals in that regard i'm i mean i'm guessing because it's just i mean that's just the style that don't not works that they do episodic that's just the way they do it um well yeah but even then like certain games that are episodic usually takes either like a month for the next episode to release or even that regards but like a week that's why i love it because that has been my biggest complaint with these uh with with like telltale and the don't nod games where it's like i think the a big reason why like i i kind of fizzle out on these games like i beat them like the, the telltale games and um the you know like Life is Strange two and um, or the, actually the Deck Nine one, uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm. I waited for all three episodes to come out and I played them all at once, and I love that as one of my favorite ones. And Life is Strange one, I played it episode one and I just waited um, a little bit and I played the other ones. And I loved it, but like Life is Strange episode two and like the Walking like Walk well, Walk did had a, a company close midway through it, but um, you seen that? I mean, I've seen it so many times before where it's like. You go three, four months sometimes. With I mean, like Life is Strange two took over a year to finish. It was the first episode yes. came out like August or September of two thousand eighteen, and the last episode didn't come out until like I think November of two thousand nineteen. And it's just like the, the gaps are so far. And like it was ridiculous. I thought it was like they gave you dates bef- like after the episode one came out, they gave you dates for the rest of the the series. I'm like, why wouldn't you just waited six more months than like release them sooner or made the the spread out less yeah. because like i mean like walking to season one was perfect where it was a month apart it took four months to release all the episodes it was perfect um and like having that schedule setting that schedule six to i think is perfect maybe that's what xbox wanted um maybe i don't know but i just love the fact that like they have a like that rollout it's gonna stick it's not gonna be that far apart like if it was a month apart i'd be okay with that like that'd be fine okay cool we'll have the last episode in october um or like a couple weeks or three weeks apart i'd be fine with that but it's like that's a big reason why i love this is the fact that like we have a schedule and it's tight and i love that it's like i'm not waiting you know six weeks i'm like what the fuck did i do in like episode one that was nine months ago like what was they'll they'll like you know they'll try (laughs) to do that tie back to something that happened then it's like I can rewatch a movie like Courtney and I, like we've been like slowly going through the Marvel movies. We've watched the first thing four, um, uh-huh. cause she's only seen a couple of them and I've seen them all. And it's kind of cool. Like going back and it's like, Oh my God, they paid this like something I forgot about, but like they paid that off, you know, 10 movies ago or it's like, it's easier. Obviously it's easier to rewatch these movies. And like, as like, you know, and like remember things and is it fucking go back and play a game. Um, yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I, I just love the fact that like, as someone that likes episodic, it's gotten really out of control this generation. And I'm happy to see, like, hopefully this is it coming back a little bit and, like, getting their shit together a little bit more. But, like, I like this. Like, the game is going to be done when the episode one comes out. But, I mean, I know you're not into the episodic games like I am. Like, these are my games, but um, yeah, more my games than yours. But, 
Yeah, I think the story looks um, interesting. Um, they're always they're really good at creating very good characters, um, and they've done a really good job of dealing with like touchy subjects, like with like Life is Strange two, dealing with you know you're dealing with two um, Hispanic brothers. Uh, Life is Strange one, you're dealing with a lesbian character and uh, a character that is kind of going through like, am I bis- am I lesbian? Am I straight? Am I bisexual? Like one of my and like that wasn't like the broad part of the stories, but they definitely touch upon it and they deal with it. And it's a factor right. in, the, in the characters in the game. Um, so I like they've done a good job of dealing with that and not making it like, Hey, look at this. We're dealing with this character or like, you know, we're not doing it just because of like to make, to, to make publicity. It's just a, a, a part of this human that doesn't actually doesn't make the human. So, um, right. I, I, I trust that they'll do it and they're going to handle it well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm extremely excited for this. Obviously, I'm a I'm a don't not fanboy, but like you said, I don't I don't think this is your simple game. But I mean, I don't. Know. Do you have do you, you you don't have Game Pass, do you? I don't. Okay. All right, I couldn't remember. Honestly, I don't. Okay. But uh, oh, who knows? It may change pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine around November it will. Um, Probably. <laughs> but um, so that was the end of the stuff from that. There was also a pre uh, pre show. I'll, I'll run through those real fast. Uh, did you watch anything from the pre-show? I did watch the pre-show. You did? Yes, you did. Okay, so we had we had the Balin Wonderland Square Enix game. Um, it's a platformer. I don't. This didn't do anything for me. Did the Balin Wonderland do anything for you? To be perfectly honest with you, this is definitely <laughs> this is definitely like a Knights in the Dreams style game because the same maker, the same makers that were behind that Saturn classic, were the ones responsible for making this game. And honestly, a little fun fact. This game's coming to Switch as well. Oh, okay. Because I saw the announcement trailer on YouTube. Oh. So definitely, there is some interest in it. It's definitely aimed for a younger audience, but at the same time, I do believe that this is definitely a style of game I would enjoy because I do like 3D platformers, and this is definitely has that type of feel. But yeah, you know what? For the most part, I feel like most people are just going to look at it as like, nah, I don't think so. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> coming spring uh, next year. Uh, then we had Dragon Quest XI S, Echoes uh, Elusive Age, is coming to uh, Xbox One uh, and One X, Series X, whatever, on December 4th. Oh, dude. 4th. Um, and th- th- I think that... You want to hear something? Yeah, go ahead. If you want to hear something that's interesting, this game's going to be launching Dragon Quest XI, Dragon Quest, yeah, that Dragon Quest game on... Uh, it's Game Pass, right? The Xbox One, yeah, the Game Pass yeah. and everything else. But what's interesting is that game's going to be $40 come retail stuff. And for the people that bought that game, the that, that original game on the PS4, there's no actual DLC hmm. or updatable thing for the things. So they are going to have to buy a fucking $40 game mm. in order to get the latest shit that was included, like, what, not even like a year and a half ago that was released on Switch? Yeah. And I know some critiques of it is it's not too much of an improvement over, like, what the Switch's visuals and stuff was at from what I've been hearing, but... Uh, I'm glad Dragon Quest is coming onto the Xbox platform for more people to enjoy because that's a legendary series. Yeah, no, I'm I'm happy that it's coming to, uh, to Xbox for sure. Um, and the fact, I believe, like I believe it is coming to Game Pass. What they said too, so um, even better. Um, next up was a game called Echo Generations. It's by a studio called Coco Cucumber. Uh, it's coming next year. It's a turn-based. Uh, adventure game uh with the gang of kids investigating supernatural occurrence in their small town as a you know bunch of side quests battle monsters you level up i loved this trailer um oh. it, the art style at first 
it was like, oh, this looks like a Minecraft kind of ripoff, and it still kind of does. But for some reason, it gave me like that, like I mentioned earlier, costume quest. Like it, it gave me those costume quest vibes. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I just for some reason it just like I love costume quest, even though it was like a simple turn-based game. I really liked that game, and I was just, like, I can't wait from that. Like, um, like I'm really looking forward to that game. It looks really, really good. Um, do you remember this one? I do actually. I thought it looked pretty interesting because of the graphical fidelity of it. It looked like this looked like an actual Xbox Series X game because you could see the the shadowing, the things, and what it looked like retracing inside of some of the gameplay footage. But uh, it looks like a unique concept, personally. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, it looks it looks good. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, next game that was shown off was Exo Mecha. Uh, it's coming out next year. It's a free to play. Um, competitive um, mech shooter game. I don't know. Did, this did nothing for me. What about you? Same. Didn't really do anything for me at all. Yeah, it's a Battle Royale game. There's a dozen of those every month, it seems like. Um, next up, we had Halo Neighbors 2 was, was it revealed. Uh, I don't know anything really about the Halo or the Halo uh, Hello Neighbor game. So uh, I know there's I an audience. I didn't audi- know anything. Ab- yeah. I didn't know really anything about this game, honestly. I saw the I saw like the first game advertising when it was first released, but I didn't really know any type of gameplay until I saw this trailer for its sequel, and I'm like, God, that's kind of interesting. That's kind of stealth-wise, like, interesting. But other than that, though, it didn't really do anything for me either. Yeah. Um, then uh, we had a Watch Dogs Legion trailer, but that was whatever. Um, this is stuff they announced that was going to be optimized for Series X. Um, a bunch of games have been out for a while that they're just uh, up, upgrading for it. Forza Horizon 4, um, Gears 5, Ori and the Will of the Wisp, um, Sea of Thieves, and Gears Tactics, which isn't even out yet. We don't have a release date for it. It's supposed to come out to Xbox One this year, but it's coming out to uh, huh. consoles later this year. Uh, the one game, this is one of the games, honestly, I was really looking forward to being announced at this event, but I'm wondering if it's going to be announced at the next event. Uh, cause I'm, it's like the XCOM Gears game. Um, but yeah, oh, I see. yeah. So that, um, yes. So that that was. These were all other games that are shown off to be uh, optimized for that. And then we had an uh, like a the independent game, like you know the Hodgepodge trailer, like two minute long trailer. They showed off twelve minutes, Dead Static, Drive, XO One, Lake, Last Stop, Mad Streets, Sable, Shredders, Song of Iron, The Artful Escape, The Ascent, Big Con, The Falconeer, Tunic, and Unexplored Unexplore Two were shown off. In this, um, did, did anything of those stand out to you? No. Okay. I had a few. The 12 minutes one where it's like you're like having like a dinner with your wife and then like you wake up, she's dead, and you have to replay those moments over and over again, kind of like a, a Groundhog Day, and like things change um, as you replay it. Um, that was a reveal a couple of years ago. Um, and I don't think we have a. It's supposed to come in later this year. So um, I don't know if that. So the only thing I don't like about this is like. Um, we don't really know like 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 concrete news on like if this stuff is coming to Game Pass or if this just is independent right. games coming like because this was a pre-show so we don't know for sure but it's like some of these games like Twelve Minutes stood out to me, uh, Last Stop stood out to me, um, Song of Iron, Artful Escape, all those stood out to me. Uh, Tunic did too. That was the no the no um the No Man's Sky I believe uh, game they're making. It's like the Zelda. Rip uh, Zelda style game, uh, all those stood out to me, but we don't really. I don't know if they're coming to Game Pass or not, but yeah, those games look cool. Um, but I mean, overall, what was your thoughts on the uh, on the show game, Gills? All right, 
pre-show that I was okay. But for the actual game show showcase, I felt that there were aspects that were definitely underwhelming. And why I say that is because we did get a whole bunch of theoretical trailers. The only gameplay stuff that I could remember from it, Halo Infinite, some bit of the Psychonauts 2, and then Tetris Effect. What's also interesting to note, there were plenty of console launch exclusives, but in terms of how many of these games you're going to be playing on, like, say, an Xbox One S, some of the major games that were unveiled there, like a Fable, and, like, say, well, there's a few other games, definitely are probably not going to be on playable on the Xbox One S, it feels like to me in that regards. But... A positive thing I could say about this game showcase, they definitely they definitely have doubled down, tripled down hard on Game Pass as a service. That in of itself, I feel, is a good thing for them since that is something they're heavily banking on in terms of the next generation. That being said, I do have a couple concerns. One, in terms of their biggest game that they showcased, Halo Infinite, I definitely got the feel of a live service sort of aspect of it it makes me wonder for big name games that they're probably going to maybe support for years down the line like a halo infinite maybe like a forza horizon it's maybe like a forza in general because like what you've said previously this forza game that they showcased just started development so what kind of i'm kind of wondering and i'm just speculating at this point i'm not saying this is guaranteed are we going to be seeing more say of xbox one like first-party games, go to a stylings that there's going to be less of them released and support sort of like similarly as like a live service because Halo Infinite definitely gave off that vibe. Forza does have the potential, but what I'm mostly concerned about is if that's the case, I wonder in terms of the quality of Game Pass games that will be on the service, are we going to be seeing a dip in terms of quality? Because think of it this way. When games release, say, for certain services, you get like a mixed hodgepodge of games that you're either interested in playing or you're not. You know, you pick and choose what games that you want to play on the service that's available. What I'm worried about, personally, is if I invest inside of a Game Pass, are the quality of the new games that are going to be coming out, are they going to be even lesser? Or are there going to be having key fundamental things missing from release? And I'm especially concerned about it during the next generation with the Series X because of the fact that there is really, there's actually like uh, no guarantee that for future game releases that it's not going to be like, say, a sort of beta gameplay sort of thing where they're going to release it on the Game Pass service for people to download and play and then do incremental updates throughout the months or you got to pay additional things for expansions. Kind of similar to what we're doing now. But maybe like on a bigger scale to where less games released. More to put in in terms of uh, extra stuff. To try to compensate in terms of higher development costs on their end. But anyway, like I was saying. The two concerns that I have are definitely stuff that could potentially happen. But may not. Who knows. But... Getting back to the initial thing at hand, before I went on my ramble there, mm -hmm. 
I felt that the game showcase in of itself was definitely disappointing in terms of gameplay perspective, in terms of getting me hyped about buying an Xbox Series X. If anything, it gave me kind of the same impression that I've had when, you know, for the whole PlayStation 5 stuff. I mean, I love the PlayStation 5 reveal and the game surrounded there, but at the same point, it gave me almost the same impression to where I don't need to invest now. I can invest in a few years from now. Because a lot of the games I would be interested in, especially inside this game's, this Xbox game showcase, with the exception for like Halo Infinite, are going to be a couple years down the line. Why would I want to go day one and buy a new system, like an Xbox Series X or a PS5, if the games that will be released in the future are not going to be available until very far out. That's one of the main things that I have issue with in terms of the Game K showcase. Because even though we did see a lot of reveals in terms of world premieres, in terms of games that are potentially going to come, a lot of the game concepts I was not interested in. There's only maybe three games in the entire showcase I personally felt interested in. Halo Infinite, because of the gameplay and because of how it was presented. Psychonauts 2, which actually has been confirmed to be delayed until next year, and Tetris Effect, which, you know what, it's Tetris. I'm going to love to play it either way. If it, long as it has a good single player, and I get addicted to it, you know, by playing it over and over and over again. With those two, with like Psychonauts 2 and Tetris Effect out of the way, I just have Halo Infinite, and I could invest in Game Pass and play it on my Xbox One. Yes. Yeah. So... There is honestly no reason for me to be tempted to buy a Series X in this case. So, in a grand scheme of things, I would give the showcase a 5 out of 10. Oh, wow. How about you, Tyler? Um, like, I'll say this, like, and still turn from Michael Huber on uh, Easy Allies. Uh, a lot of the big games coming from the big Xbox game studios, we're gonna be, looks like we're going to be swimming in sevens. You know, at least for the next uh, year or so, um, where like nothing like Halo looks awesome. Like looks really cool. I'm excited for playing that. Um, like I'm, but it's like, and like I like I'm looking forward to Medium. Uh, I'm looking forward to like Crossfire X. But you know, like we talked about already, it's like I don't think it'll be good. Just looking forward to it. Tell me why. But it's like a lot of these games I showed off here. It's like they're coming to Game Pass and things like coming to Xbox and stuff like that. It's like didn't really blow me away or like it's like there's a couple like yeah like all right cool but it's like they're gonna have it's like this quantity over quality kind of a thing they're going for with like we're gonna have a lot of good games possibly really good games but we're not gonna have those great games you know where it's like maybe hellblade could be one of those great games like halo might be one of those great games um like fable in a few years from now but it's like everything they show off like and you can sit there, oh, I don't want to be like, you know, people like, oh, look at Sony. They didn't really show up any shit. But it's like everything they showed off, like, the things we talk about being excited for, especially like Horizon and Spider-Man, where it's like, those games were like Game of the Year contenders that came out and Game of the Generation contenders, too. And it's like, right. we didn't get gameplay from them, no. But like, the fact, just the, the fact that we're getting more of them is exciting to people because we, we left off on those games. They were badass and they're awesome. We want more of those. And it's like everything they, um, we, uh, seen from this, it's like, like all right, Halo's obviously had a rough decade. Um, Fable's had—I mean, we we already talked about Fable, but it's had a rough run of things. Uh, but it's like everything else that was shown off. It's like we didn't get gameplay for, or it's stuff that's ways away. 
or we got very little news on it. It's just like, um, you know, it's like the big, like the big things that could potentially be big a couple of years from now or a year from now. It's like, we don't know anything on. It's like, like you said, like they, they talked about this whole thing about, well, you don't need to buy a series X for, um, or, well, you, everything coming to series X will also become the Xbox one as well. And it's just yep. like, and I, and I already mentioned before, as soon as I said that, it's like any thought of me getting a series X went out the window. It's like, okay, well, it's like, I have, I'm going to get a PS five at launch. That's my plan. Um, I could play all the games I want. And there's very, there's very few games that I want to play on my, their Xbox exclusive, you know? Um, and usually when I do play them on Xbox is because they're game pass games instead of me buying them, I play them on game pass. But yeah, I just, I mean, maybe that's the issue where they bought so many studios recently is like everybody's either wrapping up. They're already working on and now they're moving on. Like avowed might be a big thing for them a couple, a few years from now. Force is probably a big thing. Fable, like I said, Fable. But it's like they did not do a good job of like wowing me on the near future. Like I'm talking about the next, the first 12 months, 18 months of of this console. Um, when we look at like at least in the first year and uh, of the uh, PlayStation 5, we're gonna get Horizon 2 and Spider Man, and we'll probably, we might have more later. We don't know that for sure, obviously. But it's like um, it's like Xbox needs to go in and win this. And it's like PlayStation is going in out in front already. It's like they are going in with the uh, benefit of having won this generation by a wide margin. And it's like they can get away with not showing as much. If if roles reverse, we'd be we'd be saying the same thing about PlayStation. You know, this isn't a Sony Pony thing or anything like that at all. It's like I love Game Pass. If anything, I would say this about about Xbox. They have done an excellent job of selling Game Pass. I mean that maybe that's in the end that's their big thing, but it's like that's most important to them is selling Game Pass. But it's like I come in looking at this where it's like it's like I you know you, you want to sell the box, not I mean Game Pass is important, but you want to sell me that box, and they didn't sell me that box. Uh, they sold Game Pass really really well, and it's like I'm, I have the Xbox One X, and it's like I'm excited for some of these games I talked about for sure. You know, I'm going to play these games when they come out on Xbox one X. I'm not going to buy series X for them. Um, but I don't know. I just, we, so we talked about last week. This is probably the most important presentation for them since the original, uh, introduction of the Xbox back in 2000. And yeah. And they were underwhelming. Yeah. Absolutely. Underwhelming. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it's a five. It's, it's like a seven. Like we're like, there's a lot of games there that intrigue me. And I'm like, I'm interested in, but it's yeah. very much like okay. like we talked about, where it's like we needed banger after banger after banger, and a lot of bangers, and we did, we got one banger like possibly in Halo, and the rest of these are we got teaser trailers for that could potentially be bangers, you know. They could, and that, that's the big thing. I, I like it's like like I said, like the quantity over quality quality thing. It's like cool, you're gonna keep me coming back to Game Pass with these with these pretty fun you know sevens and eights games, but it's like how many like Nintendo games and sony games if you want to compete with them where it's like and be you know in that same mindset um where it's like how many it seems like every year there's one or two playstation or nintendo games especially the last few years with nintendo that are game of the year contenders exactly and it's like and i didn't get that sense or feel from this conference where it would have been like oh hey this is a game of the year contender this has the feel of something being big yeah and Nothing like I, that. I, I'm thinking back to like how long we've been doing this podcast for. It's been we've done seven game of the year, um, uh, or one, yeah, seven game of the year top ten lists. And over the, that course of time, I've had two games that were Xbox exclusive on my list. I had Gears of War four, 
that was in 2016 that was like I think fourth or fifth. Yeah. Gears of War Five was number one for me, but I said over and over again, 2019 was not a very good year. Like if you would put if you put Gears Five out this year, it maybe would have cracked my top five right now. And we're in fucking July, and and I love Gears of War Five, but not but I'm a Gears fan, um, admittedly, uh, possibly fanboy, but um, yeah, I just like when's the last time a big Xbox exclusives come out and blown us away? It's been a fairly long. It's time, been a, yeah, very long. That, that wasn't you know that, that wasn't like a uh, you know exclusive for a little bit. You know, like it wasn't the launch exclusive. Uh, and they need to have that. And maybe in two years from now they'll have that. And maybe it's like the issue of like they bought all these consoles late or all these publishers and uh, devs late. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm still looking forward to the future of them. And like I said, there's a few games in here that I'm looking forward to, like the Gunk, Halo, uh, the Medium are games like Crossfire. Those are t- three of those games coming out this fall. Um, but these aren't like, you know, these would not be, um, tell me why, another one that's coming out in just a, in a month. But these are not games that I would for sure buy day one. These are games like I'm going to play because, they're, well, because Crossfire X isn't. But like the other three, those are on Game Pass. That's why I'm going to play those games. Um, and maybe that's what's important to them most. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, it, it just, it was disappointing. I still enjoyed it. It was a fun ride. But like in the context, like if you look at it in a bubble, it was a good presentation. But you look in the context of how important it was, you're selling a new console. You did not, and both both have had this issue where, like, even PlayStation Five, like, yeah, they showed us some badass games, but like, they announced badass games, but they haven't shown us why we need the new consoles, and like, like we haven't seen the power of the PS Five or the Xbox Series X yet. We've just heard about it until I test it with my own hands and see with my own eyes how these games will perform on either of the next gen systems. I'm not convinced. Yeah. That I should buy day one. Yeah, no, I get that. I'm, I'm going to buy the PS5 day one just because it has the new Spider-Man. I, I admit that. And we haven't even seen the game, but I just know I'm, I want more Spider-Man. But, um, yeah, it's like we just... It's a weird generation where it's like usually they, they like we see like, here's the power. Here's what it looks like. And it's like, I don't know. Like Halo looks fun, but it also doesn't... It looks like a, a Xbox One game, you know? Um, but I don't know. But, uh, oh, man, we're like an hour and 50 minutes into the show. So uh, <laughs> I think we'll, I, we only have one more topic. I'm not going to – we're just going to save it for next week. Um, is idea. there anything you want to talk about we've been playing real fast? Because I, I don't have much to say. I don't have much anyway. Okay, cool. So I think I've been playing Ghost. It's still good. I barely touched the campaign. I, I go to do missions, and I spend three hours going off chasing foxes and gold birds around and doing other missions. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's – all I've done this week, so I don't have much to add on that. So I think that's going to wrap us up uh, for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. You want to hear more from us? We're on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all those places. Look up Drunk Dash Nerds, Drunk Dash Nerds Pod, Drunk Nerds Pod, Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Look us up. Just look up Drunk Nerds. You'll probably find us. Um, follow us. Subscribe. Uh, leave reviews. Five stars. Like us. Whatever you guys can do to help us in those places, you can do that. Uh, hopefully here soon we'll be on some more places. Uh I think we're, I'm, I'm trying to get us on Amazon Music, Amazon, uh, the Audible, uh, Ghana. I guess it's really popular in India, uh, and a few other things. I've, I've set us up to try to get us on here soon. So um, just search us if you listen to those, uh, and that's more convenient for you. Check us out in those places too. Um, but uh, I was host. I was Tyler, and I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, play some fun games. Definitely enjoy yourselves in this time of need. But most importantly of all, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds 
podcast. And cables. Yeah. Sweet. Rosetta Stone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to go hump my, uh, my body pillow. See you guys. <laughs> Bye, guys. Oh, God. See ya. beers there anyways we're on itunes now so go on there check us out and if you like us leave us a review and we'll even shout you out and jack will send you his credit card number <laughs>